0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a devotional podcast, continuing to read through the Book of Acts. Uh, but before I read from Acts chapter twenty-eight, um, I just want to say thanks. You know, Thanks to the church for uh, the Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that were still coming in today. Uh, thanks for everybody who brought the you know the cake frosting and the cake mix, the flour and the oil for the task force Thanksgiving boxes. Church family, I love you. You guys are fantastic. So Acts chapter 28. uh, This is a very interesting story. Paul's just survived the shipwreck that we preached about on Sunday, and he's going to land on the island of Malta. And basically, just some things are going to go right or wrong. I like the story because it gives you a window into the world in which the early church was born. You get to see some of the superstition, some of the belief in pagan gods. But you also get to see something that's true today just as much as it was true you know, 2,000 years ago, and that is just how easily people's opinions change, how fickle our hearts can be sometimes. So let me just share you the story for, from the life of Paul the Apostle. So keep in mind, two years in prison, he's just survived a shipwreck. It's just like for Paul, you know, things continue to be a challenge. Like It doesn't, doesn't get super easy. And so here's a story about him being bitten by a snake. You know, if some of you can remember that the end of Mark's gospel, chapter 16, has some verses about um, believers who have faith, maybe bitten by snakes, and survive. And that's a very, very peculiar verse in the Bible. In fact, there are some people in you know that are notably uh, in like the foothills of Appalachia, you know, who've been these rattlesnake Christian cults because they believe that if you had faith, you won't be bitten by a snake, or if you were bitten, you'd survive. That it was some kind of test of faith. Uh, I don't think that is exactly what Mark had in mind, but I do think that this story of what happened to Paul probably is part of what Paul, Mark would have been thinking when he wrote that. Uh, and, and remember this teaching: is Jesus was maybe even predicting that things like this would happen. But let me let me read the let me read the example to you. Chapter twenty eight, Book of Acts. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and they welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. So you get to see the strong hospitality on the island of Malta. Um, partially because in the ancient world people understood that hospitality was a necessity and so it became um, a, a virtue that was highly esteemed by their culture because you know you didn't have hotels you didn't have places to stay people really needed the hospitality of other people and so anyway even on this island of Malta here come all these shipwreck victim, victims 276 people who are straggling onto the shore and these islanders on Malta receive them well and so they bring them in out of the rain out of the storm out of the sea and they're trying to they're trying to carry for him. So verse 3, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. For even though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to to live, okay. So, in superstitious belief that these guys had, when they saw Paul grab a pile of wood and a snake come out of that pile of wood and bite his hand, um, they thought, "Oh, well, here's a guy who survived a, uh, a shipwreck, but it must be that that justice, that divine justice, maybe even personified as the goddess of justice." She saw him, and she was not going to let the murderer escape, and so she sent this viper to kill him. We know that that was reflective of superstitious belief. In fact, if these people had known... Paul, the apostle, was the reason that 276 people survived the shipwreck. Far from a murderer, Paul's the person who's been persecuted. Paul is the righteous guy who has cared for everybody else. He's the one that pastored people on that boat as he fed them and encouraged them and told them to have faith and to hang in there. Like he's the one that's praying and interceding for them. He's the one that given them instructions to try to preserve their lives. Far from a murderer. Like, Paul is the righteous man in the story. But these people look at Paul and they say, all right, snake bit him, must be a bird. Yeah, and I, I think... We have to guard the same kind of fickleness. Now we're not going to attribute things to the goddess of justice, right? We're not going to we're going to say some bad things happened because the divine goddess justice, you know, really knew that you're a bad person. Rather, without really knowing people, we might be just so far fetched in our beliefs that you know we want to say, oh, they had it coming to them, and then we find out who they really were, we totally change our opinion, or we might um, even like mix our ideas up with our concept of God that oh, God was punishing them because they were sinful. Or God saw that they weren't really as sincere as I am. So, anyway, I'm just warning the church today, you know, like, let's don't repeat the superstition of paganism from 2,000 years ago, even if we baptize it into more modern beliefs. But so these people, without knowing who Paul was, they just assumed he was a murderer because of the snake. All right, well, this is what happens. Verse 5. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects so you know paul doesn't lose his mind he just he shakes the snake off the snake's going to die in the fire and he suffers no harmful effects you know the snake didn't put any venom in his body he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be sick he's not gonna die or the snake did put venom in his body and god supernaturally protected him one of the two verse six the people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. That's a pretty radical change, don't you think, right? So they watch him and they recognize that nothing bad happens to Paul. And so in their mind, he goes from being, well, surely this guy's a murderer to this guy's a god. And neither of those speculations were really accurate at the time. You know, Paul, Paul was not. A murderer at this time. Yeah, you know, Paul persecuted the church in his former life, but Paul wasn't being punished for anything on that on that island. And neither. Neither was he a God. Rather, he represented God. He was a witness for God. And he gets to make that more clear as time goes on. But in this moment, it's just amazing to me how fickle people's hearts are. But also that God is still watching out for Paul, even in these small things. So while you engage your mission field, do not be surprised if the hearts of the crowd become very fickle. They swing hard you know, one direction and the other. And maybe even swing hard regarding their opinion of you. I know it's disappointing, but it's really, really true that people's opinions of you can sometimes unjustly, with no evidence, no real factual evidence, uh, no truth about who you are, can change remarkably. And I, just, I guess I'm just saying to the church, like that's just a bitter reality, and we need to warn ourselves of that. So the story concludes a little bit more positively. Paul's going to heal on the island. People are going to see the power of God in him, and he begins to be able to witness as he wanted to. So I'll, I'll read that part to you so we can wrap up on a high note. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. All right, So here's the second extension of hospitality on the island of, of Malta. So this time a chief official. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. Well, when this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. So after healing uh, Publius's father, Paul winds up healing lots of people. Like Jesus gives him the authority to heal many sick people on this island. So in the middle of a shipwreck and disaster... Um, and a season of Paul's life that has been filled with hardship, he's still blessing people in God's name, and he's able to witness in the way that he should. And to win the favor of people, maybe not just that they supplied for their needs on their voyage to Rome, but I wonder if more people on this island became believers because of the way Paul continued to handle himself. And so sort of one of the messages that I want to extract from this is that You know, people were forming unfair opinions of Paul. People's opinions of Paul were swinging radically from one side to the other. And it's going to happen to all of us, too, right? But in the midst of this, Paul is still being faithful to the mission that Jesus gave him. And he was able, ultimately, to represent Jesus Christ well. And in his witness, other people were ministered to. And I just want to encourage our church family to be this church family. like Even if the whole world loses its mind in the next few months, right? And people's opinions swing from the right to the left or one side or the other. If people's opinions of you change. like If you go to Thanksgiving next week and find that some family member has radically changed their mind about who you are, maybe on no evidence at all or whatever. Like, I want you to just continue to represent Jesus. So church, I love you. And as we go into the Thanksgiving season, I just want to tell you that I'm thankful for you. Be encouraged, be faithful. I cannot wait to see this Wednesday night in our discipleship groups and next Sunday morning as we gather. God bless you and happy Thanksgiving.